Welcome to College Football Live, presented by Buffalo Wild Wings. Hey, 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 everybody, making our way towards another weekend of college football. I'm Wendy Nix with Desmond Howard and David Pollock. It's been a minute, uh, a few minutes, actually, almost a decade since we've seen it, but it is happening. Alabama on the road. The top-ranked Crimson Tide head to the swamp this weekend to take on Florida. What to expect? Well, it's a chance for the Gators to catapult themselves into the top ten. That would mean an upset win. With question marks surrounding the Gators quarterback position, Florida enters the matchup as a 13-and-a-half-point underdog against the Tide. Florida fans may not have forgotten the last time these two teams tangled. Well, if they did, here's a reminder. Trent Richardson ran for 181 yards and two touchdowns as the Tide cruised to the 38-10 win that game now mm -hmm. 10 years ago. And David, since then, Alabama as a program has certainly played in a wide variety of high-profile games. There's nothing new about that. Yet, they do have a young quarterback who goes into hostile territory Will the swamp be enough to rattle Bryce Young? That's it'll be fun to see. Um, this offense hasn't been rattled at all; hasn't lost a step. And the crazy thing about Alabama's offense is we can say that from Jalen Hurts to Tua to Mac Jones, and it's just been plug and play, and they've been really, really productive. Bryce Young, I tell you what, he's he's small in stature. He's not real big. He's probably 5'11", probably 170, 180 pounds. Super quick can make plays outside the pocket, um, got a really quick release. I want to see him in a tough atmosphere. I want to see him when it's really, really loud and the fans going nuts and going crazy and it's hard to communicate. So that will be a fun challenge. Can Florida stop the run game? Can, by the way, can Florida score a bunch of points, which I think they can score some points and put some pressure, pressure does on the young man. I tell you what, this is why you go to Alabama, right? It's to play in games like this, games <laughs> of this magnitude. And I think the young Bryce, the young is ready for this game. I mean, you know, he's been so consistent early in the season, just watching his mechanics, his poise, the way he throws the ball, his command of the offense. They've done a tremendous job with this young man. So to watch the swamp with a hostile environment you know they're going to throw everything but the kitchen sink at this young man to see if they can can, can rattle him early i think this is going to be a huge challenge for bryce young but we know one thing david coach saban and his staff they've been here before they know how to prepare their players for a, a, an atmosphere like the swamp They've had so many opportunities to prepare their players, Des, because they keep playing in these big games. We talk about one quarterback, let's talk about the other, or in this case, the other two. Florida sticking with Emory Jones, but we know both quarterbacks are expected to play. What do you expect for this Gators offense? Wendy, I tell you what, this is um, – this is – I think this is Dan Mullen trying to play coy with Nick Saban, his defensive staff. And David can tell you, too, the thing you love to make a, an opponent do is prepare for two quarterbacks. So, of course, Emory Jones might start. That may mean he has the first series, maybe the first two series. But you're going to see Anthony Richardson because he's just too great of a talent to keep him on the field. And what you do is you force your opponent – Alabama to prepare now for two quarterbacks, two different styles. So I believe that this is just a little mind game by uh, Coach Mullen. I think that Richardson will probably end up playing more snaps than Emory Jones, David. 
And you, you can't blame Dan Mullen one bit, Des and David. Listen, when you play Alabama, you better bring the mind games, the physical game, the card game. You better bring all the games to even have a shot. <laughs> exactly. uh, again, that game coming up in the swamp for the, for the first time in a decade. But listen, what a great weekend. We've also got the annual whiteout game. You guys, of course, will be at State College. Uh, college game day will be there. The number 22 Auburn Tigers rolling in to face Penn State, currently at number 10. It's the first time Auburn has faced the Nittany Lions during the regular season. Here's Brian Harson on what to expect. You know, the energy of, of, of playing on the road, I think, just like at home, we, we talked about it. We can't simulate, you know, what happens at home. And there's an energy and an excitement. And, and I think this is part of, you know, what makes college football and just football in general so special is you get to play in environments like that. Embrace it. Uh, be, be a guy that embraces that. Um, you know, enjoy the opportunity to play in somebody else's house and, and to go in there and play good football. Well, Des, something's got to give. Des and David, actually, this is strength v. strength. And it's interesting because this Auburn offense has absolutely rolled. You can see those points totals uh, eye-catching, really, Des. But this will be a different kind of defense, at least on paper, when you look at this. Do you expect this Auburn offense to continue to produce the way we've seen it do the last few weeks? When the Auburn season starts Saturday night in Happy Valley, I mean, those other two games, Akron, Alabama State, they're, they're tantamount to scrimmages, you know, preseason games. So I think that their real season starts Saturday night. You look at them, you know, averaging over 60 points a game. Brian Harson's doing what he's always been able to do with his offenses. But now you're going to go up against a defense that's been tested. Don't forget, Penn State opened the season on the road in Camp Randall against Wisconsin. They won that game. The defense played outstanding. The game was 16 to 10. They did what they were supposed to do on the road. Now, Auburn has to travel to one of the most hostile environments in the country. I mean, David, we've been there. The white, hop, the white out is insane. It's going to be loud. Sick. Now we get to see what the Auburn Tigers offense is made of. <laughs> And Bo Nix on the road throughout his career has really, really struggled. Sean Clifford, man, you got weapons at your disposal all over the place. You got your new offensive coordinator who I think is really, really good. It's a big moment. Sean Clifford has to step up, has to play really, really well. He's been very up and he's been very down. You can see he's got great mobility. He, 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 sometimes he makes great throws downfield. And you go, man, that guy's really good. And then sometimes he makes great throws down the field or not so great throws down the field. You can't miss those. You saw it earlier in the season against Wisconsin. Big shots. You've got to hit those layups consistently. That will dictate how good Penn State is. They got weapons all over the field. Their offense and their quarterback in particular has to show more consistency. Well, try, try getting a hotel room in State College this weekend. My goodness, you know this game has been circled on everybody's You can stay with Dez if you don't have one. it was announced. <laughs> okay, great, thanks, David. It's, it's good to know. You know, I'm always, always planning ahead. Uh, Saturday Night Football presented by Capital One. Where else would it be but the whiteout game uh, in, in State College coming your way. Number 22, Auburn. Number 10, Penn State. 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific on ABC and the ESPN app. It's one app, one tap. If you're keeping score at home, you can scratch Urban Meyer off the list of candidates for that open USC job. The Jags coach said Wednesday there is no chance, those are his words, 
he would leave the NFL for that job. It came open when they fired the coach on Monday. The Dante Williams era began officially on Tuesday. For how long, nobody knows, especially USC's athletic director, Mike Bone. We will go through an, an exhaustive national search, and the good news is we have uh, time to do that, and uh, we'll take full advantage of that time. Our search is wide open. Our search is wide open, and uh, that's what a national search is all about, and ensure where we're doing that. There's no replacement for head coach experience, but uh, again, I think it's about leadership, character, integrity, fit. And, uh, and a fit and somebody that embraces the high expectations here to compete for national championships. I'm grateful for the opportunity that uh, Dr. Folt, you know, Mike and Brandon have, you know, gave me an opportunity. But, you know, the, the biggest thing also to, to touch on that is these players, you know, like they're, they're out here competing, you know, they're going hard, uh, the coaches. So everybody has embraced the opportunity that we all have set for, for us. I have full faith in USC that they'll do, you know, make the best decision, make the right choice for these athletes. And I, I have full-fledged, you know, trust that they would do that. So I'm about going 1-0 today. It's very rare that you get a, a reset button in sport, and we've got that opportunity now to, to really fix what we need to do and attack the back end of this season. Well, not even the back end, it's the start, really. So, I mean, I'm excited. Um, I'm excited to, to see where this team can go. It was the sixth time since Pete Carroll was introduced as head coach back in 2001 that USC has had to deal with a new head coach, albeit interim. The players we spoke to said they understood the process and were trying to summon the energy to be excited, saying, we've got 11 games left. In Los Angeles, I'm Shelley Smith, ESPN. Thank you, Shelley. USC favored in seven of their remaining 10 games of the season. That includes Saturday against Washington State. The Trojans also have four remaining games against teams who are currently ranked. That includes their last two of the season and, of course, also in-state rival UCLA. Still ahead on College Football Live, we'll go surfing, channel surfing, that is. Des and David tell us the must-see games for week three of College Football. College Football Live is presented by Buffalo Wild Wings. Welcome back to College Football Live. We talked about those two marquee names that you can't miss coming up, but there's a number of games you also want to catch. We'll do a little channel surfing. Des, David, you tell us what we have to know. And Des, we'll start with you. Michigan State and Miami, what are the expectations here? I tell you what, you got Sparty traveling down to South Florida to take on Miami, and they have a running back, Kenneth Walker the third. First game of the season against Northwestern, he hit them up for 264 yards and four touchdowns. They got Jordan Simmons, another running back. The quarterback is playing well, Peyton Thorne. And I tell you what, the most exciting thing we've seen so far in the Miami game has been this cat that was dangling for his life but was saved by the American <laughs> flag. That's been the most in the Kane game gotta so save far, the David. Cat. <laughs> that could have been bad no since Indiana, David. Yeah, man. Uh, Desmond Ritter to start the season has been on fire. He's been really, really good passing the football. Um, if he continues, this is the best I've seen him look as a passer. We know what he is as a runner, but keep making plays down the field. 
And then when you flip it over on the other side, their defense is pretty consistent, right? They're, they're going to turn the ball over. Gardner, one of the best corners in the country, um, playing good defense, making them earn it. Indiana going to have to bring their A game. That's a good one, too. How about UVA versus UNC? Don't forget, you know, UNC bounced back a week ago. Sam Howell had 352 yards through the air, 104 on the ground. But, David, this UVA team, the Cavaliers, man, they're averaging 42 points a game. I think this is going to be a high-scoring affair. Don't sleep on UVA versus UNC. This is going to be one of the best matchups of the weekend. Huge one in the ACC. Brennan, Brennan Armstrong, Brennan Armstrong, big, strong sucker. How about Oklahoma? Shut out last week. All right, let's do it against Nebraska, right? Let's see this defense swarm. Let's see him get after the quarterback. Let's see him stop the run. Let's see him do it very consistently. We know they've got better uh, players on that on the side of the football. Hey, Nebraska, please show up. Like, just show me something. Show me the pulse. Please, Martinez please, please. has been there for a while. Um, let's see what he can do with his feet. Let's see what he can do with his arm. A Scott long Frost while. needs a, a guy they can even depend on. <coughs> Nebraska, we're waiting for it. We want to see it. Please, please. <laughs> I have faith, guys. Call me glass half full. I got faith in this one. I really do. Uh, you know who else I have faith in? Why wouldn't I? Because they don't call him the bear for nothing. Uh, Chris Felica, a.k.a. the bear from College Game Day, joins us in uh, Bear, listen, what's your most intriguing game as you survey the landscape heading into week three? I've got to agree with uh, David Pollock in Cincinnati, Indiana, because it is step A in what Cincinnati needs to accomplish in order to be considered for the college football playoff. Got uh, an uninspired second half pull away win last week. Uh, you can look at it a couple of ways here. They're a three-and-a-half-point favorite at a middle-of-the-road Big Ten team, but they're expected to win. So I, I, I think Cincinnati, obviously, they have to win this week. They've got to win this week against Indiana. They've got to win, obviously, the game against Notre Dame. So in order for Cincinnati to achieve the goals that they have, a win this week is necessary. I'm a big I'm a big Cincinnati fan too. I like that pick, Bear. I like the the fact that you think that's one of the most intriguing games of the weekend. Don't forget their coach Luke Fickle. He's been in the I guess the the hunt as as far as rumors are concerned for the USC job. People have been tossing out Luke Fickle for the USC job. You wonder if that will be a distraction for Cincinnati going into this game too. Hey, guys, uh, listen, Bear, before we let you go, since I know you'll be there, you'll be in State College, uh, I don't know if you can handicap it per se, but how loud? What, if, what is that <laughs> yes, it can. whiteout game really like <laughs> for people who haven't been there before? It, it, it's really loud. It's really impressive. It's one of the great scenes. It'll be good to see. Uh, some one of the best scenes in college football. Uh, back with 100,000 screaming fans. It certainly will be uh, nothing like Auburn has experienced. They've experienced some difficult crowds, maybe Tiger Stadium or so, but it, it's different. Hey, if you're looking for a best bet, by the way, this weekend, I got one for you. Uh, I like Wake Forest laying that five against Florida State. Um, look, as much as we want to see Mackenzie Milton succeed, what was he averaging? 4.8 yards per attempt this year. Jordan Travis has attempted 22, 22 passes this year. Three have been interceptions. Sam Hartman is the best quarterback on the field. I think Dave Clawson is the best head coach in the field. If you go back over the last uh, 14 road games, which I think is 2018 for the Knolls, they're 2-12 in road games. The two teams they've beaten have been coached by Bobby Petrino, 
in Steve Adazio. So I don't know here. I, I like Wake laying the five. Yeah, I, I, I think that uh, when we look at Florida State, you know, are we going to get uh, – are we going to get cover one again late in the game? Oh, my gosh. Was there, was there a worse finish last year and last week in all of college football? Was there a more mind-blowing finish? Oh, my gosh. I bet Clawson's like, man, let's, let's do that. Let's play this defense. I'm, I'm pretty looking forward to that. All right, fellas, uh, get your white. I guess you don't have to wear white. That's probably that's probably a good. Th- I don't know if it's your color, so maybe that's a good thing. But we'll see you uh, <laughs> Saturday morning from State College. Enjoy that game, Bear. We'll talk to you soon. Uh, and thanks for that best bet. You Thank beat you. me to it. Uh, don't forget, go to at ESPN College Football to cast your vote for your favorite town and our best football town. Uh, showdown presented by Shell, and that voting starts today. So uh, if you want to make a statement, get in there and go again at ESPN College Football. Still to come on College Football Live, we've got some injuries updates, and that would include the Vols quarterback. Will he be able to play Saturday against Tennessee State? We'll tell you the status of Joe Milton, among others, coming up. You are watching College Football Live, presented by... Buffalo Wild Wings. Football Live is presented by Buffalo Wild Wings. So, Coach, I hear there's a ritual that you take players out uh, tubing on this boat. Can you talk about that a little bit? Anytime a new player comes in the program, the day before we start fall camp, we have all the new players come. You can go one on each tube, or you can go two on each tube, but you two guys go first. And they all have to go tubing, skiing, something in the water. The challenge to me as the driver is to dump them. Well, you know, there's one guy that I've never been able to throw off is Terrence Cody, who was the big nose guard here. He's 400 pounds, wasn't he? He's 400 pounds. Terrence Mount Cody tilts the earth as he hurries off. Now we've got Terrence Cody, the big fella. He was athletic, and man, when he hunkered down on that tube, you could not make it, you, you couldn't get it airborne at all. I mean, that's just tremendous. Eli's places uh, streaming live now on ESPN Plus, and truly some of the great places and people of college football. 
Tennessee football coach, you've heard of him, Josh Heupel, said on Wednesday the Vols have not decided on a starting quarterback that's heading into this weekend's game against Tennessee Tech. The reason Joe Milton, who transferred from Michigan and started the first two games of the season, was knocked out of last weekend's loss to Pitt in the first half with a leg injury and apparently will not be eligible to play. Time now for What's Your Beef? Brought to you by Old Trapper and Des. We got two weeks under our belt. We got a long way to go, but what's um, what's bugging you so far? I tell you what, one thing that's bugging me is the um, the targeting penalties. You know, we had one game Monday night. Uh, Kirk Herbstre called the game with Reese Davis, and it was Ole Miss versus Louisville. And, David, I lost count of the amount of players that they just kicked out of the game for targeting. You know, there's some egregious targeting penalties, but then there's some that are, like, kind of borderline, but the penalties are always the same. You get ejected. So that's starting to really bother me. I, I, I couldn't tell you how many guys got kicked out of that game. Some were warranted and some were not. All right, guys, listen, uh, that's fair, Des, by the way. And there, there were quite a few. You, you needed more than one hand, I think, almost. Uh, listen, we, we talked about the, the Swamp in Florida hosting Alabama first time in a decade. We know you'll be in state college. But uh, what about any other ranked matchup out there, David, that's piqued your interest? Because this is when we – week three, then we move into the month mark. You know, it starts to get serious here. Arizona State and BYU. BYU coming off a big win over Utah. Oh, I think Utah is a pretty good football team, but I think BYU – Showed you last week that they were really good. They reloaded. Hall at quarterback, my God. Dez and Kirk got to talk about him on game day. If you talk about an athletic sucker that can run all over the place and has a hose, a cannon, versus Jaden Daniels and Arizona State. I think Jaden Daniels and Arizona State can be players in the Pac-12 as well. We've seen them um, have good moments. So I think both these two will go at it. I think it would be a great, great game late. I agree yes. with David 100%. That's one to keep an eye on. I tell you what, Jaden Daniels, a dual-threat quarterback for Arizona State. Coach Herm got those dudes out there playing, man. So keep an eye on that game. It's going to be a barn burner. All right, guys. Greg McElroy said yesterday he thinks we'll have shock and awe again after week three. Agree or disagree? Just one word. Des, yes? We get some upsets? Agree. Disagree. <laughs> you know what, David? I'm not even going to ask you. We'll just agree to agree. And we'll agree to be back tomorrow. <laughs> Have a great day, everybody.